contractor with my own business, we'll move out of this tenement and up to Harlem, maybe even the Bronx. The children will have their own bedroom, we won't have to take in boarders, and you can sit all afternoon with your feet up like a queen. My queen. As he spoke, Visha pictured herself in the quiet bedroom of a new apartment building, windows open to the cool outside air. She imagined filling a tub in a tiled bathroom with hot water just waiting for her to turn the tap. Visha had turned to Harry then, inviting. He moved over her quietly, the way she liked, not like Mr. Giovanni next door, whose grunts echoed in the stinking air shaft. She kept him inside her to the end, her heels pressed into the backs of his knees, the prospect of his success stirring her desire for another baby. Rachel was four years old already, the sleepless nights a long-ago memory, the tantrums apparently over. After Harry rolled off of her, Visha dreamed of the feathery weight of a newborn in her arms. Rachel was getting restless as the boarders sat in the kitchen, stirring jelly into their tea and soaking their bread to soften it. From under the table, she reached out and tangled Joe's shoelaces. What is this now happening? Is there rats chewing on my bootstrings? Rachel laughed. She nudged her brother beside her to wake up. Tie them in knots, Sam, so he falls down, she whispered. I can't tie knots yet. Joe heard her. What for you want me to fall over to break my neck, maybe? Be careful I don't pull you from under there and make trouble with your mother. Sam wrapped his arms around his sister. Don't start now, Rachel. Be good and quiet, and I'll teach you what number comes after 100. Rachel let go of the laces. There's more numbers after 100? Do you promise to be still until Mama says we can come out? Rachel nodded vigorously. Sam whispered in her ear. Say it again. He did. Rachel laughed like when she tasted something sweet. One hundred and one hundred and one hundred. Sam put his head down on the newspapers and listened, satisfied to his sister's chanting. Back in September when he started first grade, Rachel had gotten it into her head that she would be going to school with Sam. When he walked out the door without her, she had thrown a fit that was still going on when he came home for lunch. Rachel's screaming had driven even Mrs. Giovanni away, and Visha was beside herself. See what you can do with her, she said to Sam, then shut herself up in the bedroom. Sam had managed to calm his sister by teaching her the first five letters of the alphabet. Before he went back to school for the afternoon, his stomach rolling with hunger, he'd struck their bargain. For quiet and goodness, Sam paid Rachel with letters and numbers. It was April now, and already she knew as much as he'd been taught. That first day, Visha made up for his missed lunch by preparing for Sam his favorite dinner, pasta with tomato gravy, just like Mrs. Giovanni's. You saved my life today, she told her son, kissing the top of his head. Visha dressed, came in from the bedroom to make the boarders their lunches, wrapping cold baked potatoes and fat pickles in newspaper. Chair legs scraped and cups rattled as Joe and Abe got up from the table. Hoisting suspenders over damp shirts and grabbing jackets, they tucked the food into their pockets and stomped out the door. Come out from there now, you little monkeys, Visha said. The blanket flew back and Rachel scrambled up, followed by Sam. Visha gave them each a kiss on the head, 
Then Sam grabbed his sister's hand and pulled her out of the kitchen and down the hall. While they took their turns at the toilet, Visha made a second pot of tea, refilled the kettle, rinsed the teacups, and put them back on the table. When the children raced into the kitchen, Visha caught Rachel and lifted the girl onto her lap while Sam stood on his toes to reach the wash basin in the sink. He was tall already for a boy of six and seemed to Visha a small version of the man he'd one day become. His light brown hair was Harry's for sure, as were the pale gray eyes that made Visha's father doubt Harry was really a Jew. But where Harry was smooth and sweet-talking, Sam was sharp and quick, already getting in fights at school and tearing his pants playing stickball in the street. Rachel put her hands on Visha's cheeks to get her mother's attention. Visha gazed at her reflection in her daughter's dark eyes, so brown they were nearly black. When Sam was finished, Visha...